11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Ariel Chavrin. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. You're actually our first NWSL player. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, let's just let's just go back in time. Like, how did you first get involved in uh, playing soccer? Yeah, so. Growing up, um, I did pretty much anything and everything that my sister did. Um, Like, she would go, fall down, she would be in a lot of pain, cry, need a Band-Aid. I would go to that same exact spot, like, fake fall down, fake cry, need a Band-Aid for the same spot as her. Um, So when she started playing soccer at eight years old, um, I was right there with her. Um, And it's kind of funny, my parents, like, played basketball growing up didn't really know much about soccer they were young they had our shin guards like over our socks our shorts like down to our like past our knees um so it's like funny just thinking about how i got started playing soccer but yeah super grateful my parents let me follow my sister around because that's how i got started (laughs) yeah then like just going into your youth career and like high school and things like that did you did you get to play i know it's like different for everybody so did you get to play like uh like high school and travel or did you just play like travel or did you just play high school or both yeah so yeah i did both during high school season though um i only did high school and we weren't allowed to play travel ball so okay. yeah gotcha <laughs> yeah and i knew you grew up in uh oakland california so what, what was it like uh like just growing up there and playing soccer and like i don't know i'm not from there so i want to know if like is soccer like big over there yeah um it i, I think it's kind of on the come up mm-hmm. um i played for I played for a rec team uh, for like my first three years playing soccer, but then uh, joined the Bay Oaks. It's a like a well-known soccer club in Oakland, mm-hmm. um, and I played with them for three years. Um, well, actually, I played for like my age group for three years, and then tried out for like the older age group um, in the sixth grade. Um, and yeah, that was awesome. This this age group just got a lot more exposure, traveled to a lot more tournaments. Um, so that was good. Um, and then in seventh grade, um, I got like called up to play for the national team, which was an awesome experience. I actually didn't know when I got that like email or like letter to play to get invited. I did not know what it was. My parents we were like, what is this? Is this a scam? Mm. Um, but I like, quickly learned that like it's a huge honor. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, and then played for another club team in um, Oakland called, or in the Bay Area, it's called MVLA. I don't know. Have you heard, where are you from? Have you heard of these like teams? No, you, you can just keep on telling. I'm going to tell you where I'm from in a minute, and then you're going to, and then it's going to be funny. 
<laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I guess Oakland, just like soccer clubs, are like on the come up um, with like being recognized and being more popular to answer your question. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, yeah, tell me um, about your recruiting process um, for college and like what what was your final like, you know, like three schools or something like that? Yeah, so... Um, I guess since I was playing um, on this older team, mm-hmm. uh, the players, the other girls around me were, like, going through their college recruiting process, like, before I had to. Um, but that it was, like, fortunate for me because I got exposure um, mm-hmm. and college showed interest to in me um, kind of at a young age. So uh, fresh, or going into freshman year of high school, um, I went on my first college visit, and that was to Stanford. And that was, like just like an incredible experience um and I was mostly freshman and sophomore year of high school I was mostly touring schools on the west coast so like uh, UCLA Colorado Santa Clara like those kinds of schools um but then from that I learned that I wanted to go as far away from home as possible um and I don't I feel like that sounds crazy I like love my family but just like wanted my space for my college years um so when Yale like reached out to me I actually didn't know what Yale was um didn't know there's a such thing as Ivy League but once I learned they were in Connecticut like across the country I was game I like went on my visit um and that was just like an incredible experience I like fell in love with the campus I know that sounds like cliche but like I loved the team the environment the people um so yeah committed my junior year of high school to Yale got it that's awesome um is there was there like a like a final three like was or like a final two um okay it was kind of like my final five were like Colorado UCLA Santa Clara Stanford and Yale okay Um, no other east coast would say that again sorry Uh, no other uh teams on the east coast no okay (laughs) just Yale um yeah so that's why I've left where I'm from so I'm from West Haven Connecticut so I'm definitely familiar with Yale oh okay that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's why i saw um i think uh you know brandon uh Sherati was on the basketball team yes yeah yes. yeah so yeah it's one of my friends um so yeah just like going to yale and just like what about like when you first got there was it like was there any like culture shock from moving from the west coast Oh, for sure. My first time, like when it snowed for the first time, I'd really like experienced snow before. Um, I just was not prepared. Like I didn't have like the Tims, the Sperry boots, like a big winter jacket. Um, so that was probably the biggest like thing for me. I guess also like before going to Yale, there was like these stereotypes of Yale being like super like uppity and um I don't know very like conservative and those kinds of things um so but getting there and like experiencing the community and just like the dope people that I was surrounded by um just like definitely uh went against what I thought it was going to be like so yeah I guess different in that way (laughs) I gotta ask like what what did you study there and like you had to have something crazy high to get in there like a GPA like what was your GPA (laughs) <laughs> I feel like everyone always asks that. Um, my GPA actually wasn't super high in high school. I had a 3.7 GPA, um, and then I had to get over an 1800 on the SAT to like get into the school. Um, so yeah, I was able to do that. It was definitely a struggle, um, like in high school, trying to like maintain and mm-hmm. those grades and like take the rigorous classes that like Yale wanted me to take. Um, but yeah, I ended up studying psychology at Yale. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
And then, yeah, I noticed uh, your first season with Yale, you were the rookie of the year in the Ivy League. Um, just, like, what was the transition like from just, like, playing, you know, high school travel travel teams and then just going, like, to D1 school? Yeah, I guess the biggest, like, difference was just the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, things just moved way quicker. People were much, like, stronger and bigger than I was that first year. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you led the. I mean, I know you said it was like, uh, like the pace was different, but I mean, you led the team in, in goals and assists. Like, what what would that mean to you? Just, just like, pretty much like kill it your first year. Yeah, um, definitely, just like really exciting. I remember going in, I um, like was just conditioning a bunch and like doing a bunch of strength training and um, just like, yeah, really going in prepared my, wanted to like be prepared to dominate. Um, And so for that to actually happen was like really exciting. And I think my teammates um, like really like, you know, helped me to like do that and like push me to be my best, which was like really nice to experience freshman year. Yeah. And then what what was your experience just overall at, at Yale, like on the field and off the field? Um, I'd say, I think a good word to describe it is bittersweet. Um, just like bitter because of like the injuries, the coaching scandals, like Mm -hmm. those kinds of like typical things that student athletes experience. Um, but definitely sweet just because of like my teammates, um, them just like being from all over the world and being like super like genuine, awesome people really bringing me into the team. Um, so like that was nice um academically definitely very rigorous um but Yale provided like a lot of resources and like encouraged you to use the resources which was also um just like really nice so yeah overall I think my Yale experience on and off the field was amazing 100% would do it again um but also like I think that like the ups and downs of just like being a student athlete um like really helped me to grow as a person and Mm -hmm. like which is also really awesome yeah yeah, definitely. And what about was there a time at Yale that like you you thought you could go pro or like you knew you could go pro? Mm, yeah, I think my after my senior season, I realized it. Like I want I've wanted to play professional soccer ever since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. um, but didn't actually like think or know that that was really possible until probably my senior year of college um we had Even- a new coach and he like transitioned me into a whole new position my first three years I played um the nine I was a center forward and then my new coach made me the six so I was defensive center mid um had never played that position before um but he really coached me up um and helped me to like dominate my senior season and I like just learned a lot uh so yeah I guess that's when I realized that I could play professionally how, how did you score so many goals as like a as a defensive player <laughs> I literally would run all over the field so I guess I was just like in crazy shape but I would just like run the ball up go score and like run back for defense um yeah I think I'm think very unorthodox I'm a very unorthodox player um but yeah all right um and then I know obviously 2020 was a, a crazy uh, year, but uh, did you have like any expectations on like what what uh, pick you were going to be? And like, did you think like 35th was like a good pick? I honestly just, man, I guess I kind of just had an open mind going into it. Like 
was hoping to be drafted, but if I wasn't drafted, was planning to just go try out for teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that didn't work out, I was going to go play abroad. I actually didn't watch the draft on draft day. I was way too nervous. Um, and I was, I was reading a book when the Red Stars coach called me and told me that they had just drafted me. Um, so, yeah, really exciting. A dream come true. And I guess I kind of had no expectations going into it in yeah. a way. Yeah, I guess in other – like you didn't get to like try out or anything for anybody, right? No. Yeah, no. And I'm I'm assuming in other years you probably would have because of, you know COVID and things like that. It just didn't happen like that. Mm, or no? Well, or or do they not well, try out people? I don't I don't know how it works. That's all you gotta tell me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got you. So um, for women's soccer, you like enter the draft um, and you submit highlight tapes and all those things, um, and then some people get agents, some people don't. It's it's kind of just like what mm-hmm. you want to do. I didn't get an agent. And, um, yeah, so you get drafted or you don't, um, and either way you go to preseason and you like try out to get a contract depending on like what team you get drafted to. Um, and yeah, there's no like combine or anything Mm -hmm. like the NBA or the NFL. Um, but I think it's like kind of similar to that. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, I think I know the league is growing, so I'm, I'm assuming that would eventually happen too. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. All right. Um, and how, how was your uh, rookie season overall? Man, it was very like crazy and interesting. Very unexpected. I think COVID really mm-hmm. made things different and weird. Yeah. Um, but so I was in preseason camp for four days before we had to be sent home for COVID. Um, first day of preseason camp, I was like, like man, I don't know if I belong here. Like everything was moving so quickly. The pace was different. The girls were like clearly there to like get paid. Like this is their profession. It's not like fun and games like college mm-hmm. and yeah. club soccer. So that was like a big adjustment. Um, but once I adjusted, of course, like it, it clicked for me and everything was good. The fourth day, I like ended up pulling my hamstring, which was like unfortunate, but like nice because we were sent home anyway um, mm-hmm. due to COVID. Um, but while I was home, so it was like kind of like this guessing game, right? Like we didn't know if we would be called back for another preseason or just like what our season um, would look like. So while I was home, I was, even though I was injured, I was trying to like, I was very eager and like young minded. So I was like Mm -hmm. trying to come back from this injury as quickly as I could. Um, but ended up like pulling my hamstring three more times before getting called back for the next preseason camp. Um, and that's when we found out about the Utah, the challenge cup. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were in preseason for two weeks before going to the challenge cup. Um, and that first week I didn't, I wasn't even able to participate because of my hamstring. Um, in the second week, I just wasn't like fully healthy. Um, so I didn't get to go to the challenge cup with the team, um, which was like kind of devastating just like as a rookie and just like wanting to be there and experience it all. But, um, I think also good because then I was able to go home and like fully heal and, Mm -hmm. and like not try to rush things. Um, so then after the Challenge Cup, about a month later, we had 
the fall series. I don't know if you're, mm-hmm. if you like heard about that. Um, yeah. But we pretty much just played teams that were like close to us. I think it was like four games. Um, and that was awesome. That's when I got my first pro minutes um, and things like really started to click on the field for me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my rookie year. I'm really looking forward to year two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hopefully this year uh, clears up a little bit more. I mean, obviously, I think, uh, the, I mean, the vaccine is out, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping so, too. <laughs> Are you ready for the, the five Quincy questions? Uh, he, he makes you he makes you think a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I'm excited. Let's do it. Um, what's, what's your most important uh, quality or skill that you feel has made you successful as a pro player? Mm, yeah, um, I think god i feel like maybe that's a weird answer but i think like all glory to him i don't think mm-hmm. i definitely wouldn't be playing at this level without him and like his blessings and goodness um and i guess like other than that uh the ability to kind of just like soak it all in and mm-hmm. learn from the older players there's a lot of vets on my team just very seasoned very experienced um so yeah just really like watching observing how they play and like listening and really hearing the things that they're telling me on the field um i think that is like a big contributor to my success so far <laughs> yeah definitely uh, i know i know you're only a rookie but or you're or now you're a second year player but what do you think is the biggest mistake uh pro players are making yeah i this is a really interesting question. Um, I think that maybe for professional women soccer players, um, I think we can be kind of like louder and mm-hmm. more demanding for equal opportunity and resources. Um, I think that, like, you know, like we all kind of know this, like, gap, this huge, like, gap that is present. Um, yeah. I think we can be better at using our platforms and our voices, no matter how big or small our platforms are. Um so that just like things can improve in the women's soccer world um and but like credit to like Megan Rapinoe like I think there are people using their platforms but I think it could be like just across the board everyone just like you know really going for it (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um yeah like what do you I was gonna bring it up later but I'll bring it up now uh like what do you think about just all the other women professional athletes like investing in women's soccer now it's so like exciting and inspiring to see. And I really hope that that like encourages other people to really, um, I don't know, I guess like just be more aware um, and more supportive of women's sports as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but today uh, Naomi Osaka invested in, or bought the, or co-owns now the, the North Carolina team. I did not see that, but literally I have chills right now. Like that is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's cool because uh, also just because like you know a lot of people have been saying it, but like not a lot of people have been doing it, like right. supporting uh, women's sports in general. So I thought that was really cool. And she's young yeah. too. She's like I think she's only like twenty three or twenty four. Oh wow! Yeah, sounds about right. Awesome. Uh, and then what what advice would you give a younger player trying to make a pro league? Ooh, okay. Um, I think one of my biggest pieces of advice is to know your why. Like, why do you play soccer? What keeps you, like, going to practices, going to games? Um, I think when I realized my, or the importance of knowing my why and, like, reflecting on what my why is, um, I think I played more freely and soccer became um, more fun. And I think that's, like, when I truly excelled. So, for sure, know your why. Kind of, like, think and reflect on that. And then I'd also say... And this is maybe very, like, 
obvious but just to take care and really like listen to your body Mm -hmm. um make sure like you stretch you roll out at least one time per day um and like don't try to play through injuries um and i know that's like uh it's like hard in the moment to do but i think it's important to always keep the bigger picture in mind um and like if you want to play at the next level whether it be college pro um you need a healthy body to do so so yeah know your why and listen to your body yeah yeah definitely um, and these next two could be soccer related or life related, however you want to answer them. Um, what, it, what's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Okay. I think, um, that there's, I think uh, like a common, uh, kind of, um, perception is that there's like one or two ways two pathways that you can take to like achieve success, like whatever success looks like for you. Um, and I think that there's not one way. Um, and that like everyone has their own journey, their own experiences, and they can make their own path to achieve their own success. Um, and I feel like this narrative is kind of like, um, there because of social media. Like, I think everyone kind of sees, um, other people's experiences, their successes, and they feel like they need to like compare themselves and do those exact same things to, um, achieve that same success. But yeah, definitely, um, just, yeah, do what's best for you. Um. Yeah. And there's multiple paths you can take to achieve success. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that because I always see those things when it's just like, oh, like blah, 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 wakes up at 5 a.m. And that's why I say he's successful. I'm like, okay, not, you don't need to wake up at 5 a.m. to be successful. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you could, you could wake up at 9 a.m. and be successful too. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Glad you see it too. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's right. No, nah, that's why I like kind of like, I get what they're saying, like in those, uh, I don't know what you call them, but those pictures, but like, yeah, I think it's kind of ridiculous sometimes. And if people, I mean, I know some people probably really believe that like, all right, I got to wake up at 5am and then I'll be successful. <laughs> right. But like, maybe that doesn't work for yeah, you. Like, yeah, exactly. Maybe that makes you more tired. You can't be successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What is something uh, you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? Okay. I... I think this is like, I feel like everyone's doing this these days, but I, I think I have a cool idea for a clothing line um, that I really want to start. Um, but because I am like kind of nervous about the small things or just the things that can go poorly, um, like having a hard time, um, like moving forward with my idea. And I know that's not like, I should not have that mindset. So I'm sure that soon I'll get things going. But I guess that's, that's something I uh, would move forward with if I wasn't scared. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely do it. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> All right, you ready for some uh, fun questions? Oh yes. Okay. What? Who would you want to do a jersey exchange with in the in the NWSL? And then who would you want to do a jersey exchange with, like like a legendary one, like someone that's retired or overseas? Oh, that's a fun question. All right, in the NWSL, um, I think I would want to do a jersey exchange with. Mm, Mm, Tierna Davidson she's actually on my team um but she's like such a beast just like very naturally um good at the sport and she's also just like a really awesome human off the field which is something I like really value and just like would love to do a jersey exchange with her I think Um, I think you might be the first person to say a teammate (laughs) that's so funny it's probably so weird I don't know no that's good that's good teammate love I love her. She's awesome. Um, and then 
What was the one? Just like a legendary person? Yeah, like overseas or like retired. It could be men or women. Hmm. Um, I guess Ronaldo. (laughs) I don't know. I I think I need to think about that one a little more. But Ronaldo, he's pretty good at the sport. And he's an attractive human, so. (laughs) Yeah, I think he. when I ask that question about overseas, I think he's the most popular that I get. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, valid. Uh, what do you what do you like to do in your free time? Okay, so recently I've been uh, kind of obsessed with TikTok. Okay, and it's it's kind of dangerous and problematic because it's a dark hole. Um, you can spend a lot of hours on there without realizing it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's one thing. Um, I also like study the Bible every day. That's something I really like doing in my free time. Uh, but also I have like two kind of things that I, I kind of want to talk about that I've been working on. Um, uh, there's this startup called Walkway Academy that mm-hmm. essentially is helping younger soccer players, um, on their soccer career, like with mentorship, with different resources and just talking about different experiences. Um, so that's been super exciting. We're launching in February. Um, so it's been really just like fun to come up with ideas for that, um, in my free time. And then another startup, um, it's in Oakland, California. It's, um, pushing to create an athletic and wellness program focused on girls. And it's like challenging male norms around athletics. Um, and we're like very much so in the beginning stages of that one, kind of talking with female athletes about their experiences. Um, but that has been super exciting, especially because they're like pushing to start things up in Oakland public schools. Um, and just, yeah, public schools in Oakland could just use a lot more love. So yeah, those, that's another thing I really like doing in my free time. Um, super excited about those things. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So are, are you like a co-founder in those? Um, I, I don't know my title. I've, <laughs> I've just been collaborating and just like talking. Gotcha. Maybe I'm a co-founder. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think you're a co-founder of at least one of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, what about like, what, what's your, uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal? Yeah. Ooh, that is a fun question. Um, I really like Five Guys, and it's kind of down the street from where I live, so it's very right. convenient. <laughs> um, a good burger and fries, I guess, is my favorite cheat meal. But I try not to have those often. <laughs> but when I do, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, all right. Last, last thing. Like, if I if I ever went to Oakland, California, like, what do I have to go like see or do or or like eat? Oh man. Okay. Immediately thought of my favorite restaurant. It's called Moise. It's in downtown Oakland. They have the best Brussels sprouts. And I, I might. <laughs> I feel like that does sound crazy, but I think that you would fall in love. I don't know if you like Brussels sprouts. Um, but uh, I also immediately thought of Lake, the Lake, Lake Merritt. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Lake Merritt? No. Okay. Well, it's just a really beautiful lake in the middle of Oakland. Um, and just like a really nice place to just like meditate, be at peace, look at the water. Um, there's really good restaurants around. So yeah, Moaz and Lake Merritt. Think, things I know about Oakland is uh, Marshawn Lynch is from there. Uh, the Last Chance You series on Netflix was just there this past season, football. I don't know if you ever heard yeah. of it. You heard of it? Nope. <laughs> uh, it was, they were at Laney College. Hey, yeah, yeah, I know Laney. Yeah, so they, uh, it's like Last Chance You. It's called, uh, I mean, it's like when kids get kicked out of like D1 schools, football players, and then they have to go to a JUCO. And so it's like their quote unquote last chance to get back to D1. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Is yeah. that on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't watch TV much, but that might be worth the watch. Yeah, you should. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's probably like super relatable to you just to see like just all the stuff that they do there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's have you have you been to California before though? No. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Yeah, never been. I gotta go out there though. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's fun there. But I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my Instagram is Ariel underscore Shav, A-E-R-I-A-L underscore C-H-A-V as in Victor. Um, and I guess TikTok is another. <laughs> my right. Instagram handle is Ariel Shav, no underscore. Um, so yeah, follow me. I'll follow back probably. <laughs> Again, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, best of luck this season. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.